Sunset found her squatting in the grass, groaning. Every stool was looser than the one before and smelled fouler. By the time the moon came up, she was shitting brown water. The more she drank, the more she shat. But the more she shat, the thirstier she grew, and her thirst sent her crawling to the stream to suck up more water. When she closed her eyes at last, Danny did not know whether she would be strong enough to open them again. She dreamt of her dead brother. That's from uh, Game of Thrones, the book. <laughs> That's the scene where uh, I don't remember Daenerys Targaryen gets mad diarrhea, and they did not put that in the show for some reason. Yeah, I was going to say, I do not remember watching that in the, on the show. I just had to look it up because I, I saw somebody say, I've seen this before. Uh, people say this, but I, somebody was saying about her shitting on a dragon. I was like, what? I have to read that passage. How do you do that in an elegant way? I don't say that was quite elegant, but I liked it. So, Spencer. Yes. We have exciting news. I finally decided to look in the mailbag, and we actually have some questions Yay. that I should probably get to now because uh, people, like I told you off air, ask us questions from time to time, and I usually just answer them in the email instead of on air. But some of these were pretty, well, there's only two of them, but these are pretty good. Where did I save these at? Your butt. In the butt? In your butt. In the butt. Okay. And I'm already going to start off on a bad note here. I apologize ahead of time if I mispronounce this first name. Tuva. T-U-V-A. I like uh, it. Tuva says, greetings from Sweden. Oh. Did not know we had any listeners from Sweden. I haven't actually checked the numbers recently, so I looked before the episode. And you know where we're really popular right now? Germany. Really? Yeah, we got a shitload of Germans listening to us, and Sweden's pretty close. So maybe, you know, that whole area, actually. We've got Italy, like... Well, just Europe in general is listening to the DPW podcast, and I'm like, they're looking to us for hope yeah. in these tough times. I think that's what it is. That's not a good sign for Europe. <laughs> so, uh, greetings to you as well, Tuva. I'm glad to hear from you. I always get, I always get a like, because uh, like I haven't looked at the numbers in a while either. But when I did, I whenever we would look at them, I I would always get a little extra glee whenever it was like. Listeners from someplace like weird or just, you know, like, you know, Australia, whenever we were getting those Australia. Well, we still always get Australia, but like Brazil, we were getting some. Like, you guys speak Portuguese. I don't. Or like uh, Nigeria. Nigeria. We had a couple from Japan. What I always thought was interesting from some of the some of those, I was like, are these just like, you know, English speakers on base or are these actual native speakers who are just learning English or already know English and just found our podcast? I would hate if they were learning English English to listen. From us, I feel so (laughs) sorry. (laughs) But anyway, going back to Tuva's message, um, I've been listening to some of your book episodes recently. I'm assuming book of the month, maybe. Um, Some of your book episodes recently and was hoping you could answer a question for me. I think we could do that. I'm an avid reader, and I often highlight passages I like or think are important, and I also write myself notes in the margins. So my question is, do you guys do that? For instance, like when you covered The Elephant Vanishes for a Mirakami Minute. Told you people like those. I... I th- those are some of my, I said those are some of my brother's uh, favorite, favorite episodes. He just like the jazz music. Whatever gets it going. <laughs> so the elephant vanishes. Okay. Uh, you brought up some lines from the book when we covered those episodes. Uh, did you mark up your copy of the book, highlight passages, etc.? P.S. I think I have a good name for Spencer that you haven't used. Ooh. And this is an excellent name, and I am going to use it for today's episode. Nice. So you I folks- like it. I will have to stick around beyond the cold open if you want to hear this awesome name because I really like I'm mad I didn't come up with it. Um, so to answer Tuva's question here, 
Uh, do we mark up our books? Uh, this actually is that's actually a good question because um, since I've been listening to that Prancing Pony podcast, they sell uh, cheap paperbacks of the Silmarillion. Mm-hmm. As you know, I'm listening to the episode that you could mark up. That's what they always say. You know, you could mark up. I don't mark up books. Me neither. And I probably should. Um, when I use the Kindle, I actually do use like. Whenever I read like some of the classic lit stuff, I'm mainly on uh, well, I think I even like Nicholas Oberon's books and stuff. I highlight passages I like because you could save it that way, and uh, just different words and things like that. I highlight. I do a lot of highlighting on the Kindle actually, uh, and save notes and things like that. But on the physical books, I just I don't have markers with me or highlighters. I just don't. But that probably would be a good habit, especially with something like uh, as complex as the Silmarillion. Now, if you're just reading, well, even like Stephen King and stuff, he has like a lot of great lines that would be cool to remember. But also, I don't revisit books very often. That's, and see, and that's the thing. Like, I'm very rarely like reading a book to take like notes on or something like that. You know, The Stranger would have been a good one to do that with. Probably, yeah, because it would have had, um, you know, you, you yeah. could have picked out some interesting things. Well, like she said with the Americami Minute, I did write notes when we were covering The Elephant Vanishes and some of the other ones just in my phone. But or I took like pictures of the book and just like highlighted it and then, you know, checked it out. But when we did the episode, but I think that actually would have been a good idea when we do like a book of the month to, you know, take our passages and highlight. So maybe we should start getting like cheap paperbacks, at least for that, because, you know, how many times have I been on here searching? Like, oh, where the fuck was that line? And then yeah. I can't even find it. So it's mainly just laziness. It's Tuva. If you're out there listening to this, it's laziness on our part. Why we don't do that. Uh, but we probably should. That's a good. That's a good idea. And a lot of academic, like in academia, they teach you you're supposed to do that, like highlight. And uh, now the notes in the margin. I, I mean, I guess that would just be notes for yourself, like oh, you know, what what does it mean to be God or like things like that. Um, but that, that that you know that's a that's a good idea. And I think we'll have to. I mean, I think that definitely works. Like if you uh, like you were talking about, like for like if we do reviews or if you're gonna be writing a paper on something mm-hmm. or something like that, I could see. If you like, want to retain the information more too, so like most of the stuff that I'm reading, I'm just reading for an, for enjoyment. For yeah, the most part. Like you said with the Kindle, I should probably do more of that. But again, I just don't ever like. I don't ever really see the like, Kindle is just it. a lot easier. Uh, you have an older one though. If you need to get a new one, yours is small. Um, I need to get a newer one too. I have like the. You, I think you got like the first paperweight or something. I got the second. I don't. It's not very new. Um, but that that is just like it's a good idea, especially as a writer. You know, to even like highlight blocks, like paragraphs, and be like, okay, like this is a very interesting style of writing, or the way this is formatted or put together, like to get ideas that you can go back on later. And it also comes down to time. Like we just don't have a lot of time to do things because we're always reading fucking things for this and you know for pleasure. Uh, the next next question. Um, <laughs> this is a great name. I don't know where this this feller's from, but I'm I'm a, is it Calcutta, <laughs> the Calcutta Creamer, aka Jim D. <laughs> Mister Creamer says, <laughs> "Love the podcast." I like when they say that. It makes me feel like we're not doing this for no reason. Just listen to your DBS episode about nostalgia, and I couldn't agree more with your assessment of how indie bookstores have a kind of magic. That you can't replicate through online shopping. When did we do that? That wasn't that long ago. What was that? I don't remember what that episode was called. It wasn't nostalgia. Yeah. Something the good old days or old guys or something like that. That was one of the more recent DBS ones, though. Yeah, it's not more than like a month or so ago. Yeah. I would say. Mr. Creamer follows with, 
I grew up in the 80s near Seattle and spent a lot of time at local bookstores and record shops. I have two teenage daughters now, and it makes me so sad to think they'll never get to experience that the way I did. I agree. If I had kids, I would be, uh, I would almost feel, yeah, like he said, sad for him because it's just like you don't even know what you're missing because you can't just, I mean, we covered it in the episode, but you can't go back into like these little indie, but like for me, it was like the indie movie store, uh, rental store we talked about. And then like we had a couple local bookstores. My cousin owned one. It's a little piece of heaven that you got to enjoy for your, you know, your youth and get to spend time there. But you kids don't get that these days, unless you live in a major city. I think major cities probably still have good bookstores. Um, but then do you want your kid going by themselves? Like, I don't know about you, but when I was a teenager, I was always like with my friends, just unsupervised right. uptown, you know, shopping and probably didn't even have money, but just, you know, fucking around, being delinquents. Shenanigans. Yeah, shenanigans. But now, like, if you have kids, like, you don't want them to be unsupervised. Something bad's going to happen. Anyway, I was wondering something. He does have a question, by the okay. way. Seeing as you're the drunken pen writing podcast, do you guys actually drink on air or get drunk before recording, at least for the DBS episodes? Uh, he, also, <laughs> he also says, keep up, <laughs> keep up the great work. Also, tell Spencer I'm not playing. I'm not paying for his OnlyFans until he starts doing Spider-Man on Laundry Day cosplay. Oh, no, I'm stuck in the dryer. The Doc <laughs> Ock just broke in. No. The tentacles. No. Oh, the, the, the robot tentacles. Um, so you have a request for your OnlyFans? <laughs> wait, what I, are you doing, Doc Ock? That made me, wait, that made me forget what his question was. <laughs> oh, do we drink on air or or get drunk before recording? Well, that is actually an interesting uh, question because you'd think the podcast would be extra shit if we were drunk on air. But I've been, but I don't know if we ever actually been drunk, like drunk, not, maybe not for like, like drunk, I think. I think we did like a 420 special or something like that. New Year's special where we were drinking. Uh, we had like a couple random episodes like that where we were probably pretty drunked up at some point and they were probably shitty too. The early episodes when we tried to implement like this, what are we drinking? Like we yeah. would drink during those and like not as much now, but. In the old studio, I probably drank every episode, like a beer or something. Well, you or, always you always made some kind of cocktail. Yeah, I always something. had a... So for like the first like 100 episodes, well, not 100, like 50 episodes, I probably had a cocktail or a beer or something uh, while we were recording. And even here, like every once in a while, I have, you can probably hear me slurping it. I usually have some kind of drink, but uh, non-alcoholic for the most part. But I do drink on occasion on air, but I don't get drunk. Mm. Um, I don't remember the last time I was like even really buzzed up for the show. Uh, and the, yeah, most of the DBS episodes, I'm probably the most sober. Mm. And as me and Ash, we bring up, uh, cause we got an inebriated reading challenge. Uh, actually the first episode just came out Friday. So, you know, folks listen to that. We covered David Foster Wallace's oblivion, but I think a couple of those episodes I actually did drink, but neither of us were drunk because it was so complex, like the stuff we were reading, that we couldn't be drunk to do it. See, I think that would be like, it's like you couldn't be like, because you know the the gimmick of the drunken inebriate is like, you kind of have to get drunk and shit-faced to get through the book. To read the book, yeah. It's like, no, reading this book makes me have to get shit-faced and drunk. That's really what it is, is reading the book made us have to get inebriated. Um, but there was a couple times that when Ashley was on air too, like he fucking he either had a big hookah he was ripping <laughs> or he was, uh, like, I think one, it might've been an IRC we did or something. I just remember him drinking like a big bottle, of like, I don't know, fireball or something terrible. I was oh, like, what are you doing, bro? Ow, that just, that just hurts just <laughs> thinking about it. Yeah. So, uh, 
we've we've been inebriated somewhat on the ep- on the show before, but most episodes I think we're fairly clear and sober. Yeah. Uh, if I do, dr- the the main reason, honestly, and it's kind of a stupid reason, it's just uh, we record these on Thursdays, and normally I work Monday to Friday, so I just don't want to be drunk or you know hungover when I go on Friday, especially that last day of the week. Yeah, right? and it's usually like the shittiest day of the week, and uh, that that's mainly the reason. Like if we record on Saturday, I probably would drink every time. You know, so if, yeah, that that's about it. And Spencer himself is just not really a big drinker. Yeah, I'm not a big drinker. Um, I also the um, have uh stomach issues and stuff too, so that always kind of made just like the hey, just randomly have something to drink. Yeah, so I kind of got rid of like that. Like you know, I still do will have like a have a mixed drink every once in a while or, or something like that. But it's not. Yeah, but even before you really weren't like a big drinker. No, like, no. there's only a couple times we ever got like really hammered, drunk in yeah. weird situations, but. Uh, podcast wise, no. Always, uh, it was always like a mixed drink or something. Like you very rarely had, like I never did. You very rarely had like a beer. Yeah. Because you know we, you know, I think everybody knows my stance on the beer and the. Not a big fan of the beers. Beer. Toilet uh, water. Teach his own. Uh, so I hope we answered your question very thoroughly there, Mister Creamer. Also, no, co- wouldn't be D. Mister D. D. Creamer. Jim yeah. D. Creamer. Well, he's weird because he's cream Creamer. AKA uh, something D, right? He's the Calcutta Creamer, also yeah. known as Jim D. Oh, okay. Mr. D. From the Seattle area, I guess. Well, I don't know. He said that's where he grew up. That doesn't mean he's there now. Uh, Calcutta, I guess, would be where he's. I always wanted to. I, uh, Seattle always seemed like a place that I would like want on the check on like on the bucket list to like check out. Like, you yeah. know, I don't think I would want to be there for more than like a week or so. Just because of like the weather and stuff like that, I worry that Seattle has become like Portland because like Portland used to be like, an amazing city, but I watched a bunch of videos of people like exploring Portland and it's just like a fucking homeless dump now. Everybody's mm. on drugs and riding and like all this crazy. I mean, not the whole city, obviously, just parts of it, but still, it's like I don't. I got enough of that around here. <laughs> I don't need to go across the country to deal with that. <laughs> but anyway, I'm, I'm kind of upset nobody mentioned our music. <laughs> No, but fans, please. If you, you know what, this is a good time because we never ever do this. If you have questions yeah, that you want coming. us to answer on air, keep them coming. Why the fudge not? If, if we get enough of them, we can just do just an episode, which would be great. That would save us a lot of hassle. That would be wonderful. Um, yeah. So we'll be back with a great podcast, right? Sure. Good, that we know. Good that. topic and everything planned out. We're not nope. stretching this cold open for, you know, length. Got we, notes and everything. B- big no- highlight. We uh, highlighted things. Bold points on the ends of them? Yeah. Yeah, what you said. are listening to the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb James. With me today, Spencer, the Sicilian snot shooter church. That was uh, from our listener Tuva from Sweden. I like Came it. up with that name. I like that name. That's a good one. We, I don't think and I've it, used Sicily for anything. And it's clean. It's clean. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, it's not a... You, you could tell that to your grandmother. Yeah. Yeah. You can go, Grams, he's shooting... Snot, not the other S word yeah. that comes from the lower nose. The the well, I don't know, depending on the person, usually the bigger schnoz, but not <laughs> always. Uh today's episode is about I already forgot. Fuck. 
What did I say we were doing? Writing. Not ensemble pieces. We were talking about writing in the public domain. Uh, more specifically, I just want to talk about like fan fiction and stuff. We might have discussed this briefly before, but I don't think we had a whole episode on it. Uh, if, we, if we did, we'll just revisit it. Fuck it. Well, I think before we kind of talked about fan fiction, but that was like early on whenever mm. we were early on when we were, you know, spending a lot of episodes making fun of like Twilight and stuff yeah. like that. So I'm sure we could probably have a bit of a different perspective than what we did back then. We'll start with the public domain just for the fact that that's kind of the easiest way people can get in. Not the easiest way to people get into fan fiction, but the legal way. Uh, because, you know, people write Harry Potter fan fiction and... What what was Twi- not Twilight? Uh, was Twilight a knockoff of anything? Fifty Shades was a knockoff of Twilight, right? Yeah, that was a fan fiction of Twilight. Uh, but that was different enough that it didn't have any legal loopholes that they had to fucking get caught up in or something. I don't know. But um, like if you look in the public domain, that's what we talked about. It was comic book characters, I think. Whereas like these characters are available, like the Blue Beetle was available in public domain for anybody to use. Things like that, because once the copyrights run out. You can use those properties. So that's if Disney owns the copyrights. And fucking Disney. Uh, what comes to mind when in regards to books, and this would be like fan fiction on a professional level. There is that book called. What the fuck was the name of the guy in the Great Gatsby? Not Gatsby. Not Jake. What the fuck was his name? Oh my god. I can't help you at all with this. At all. He's literally the guy telling the story. And I, can't, I fucking read The Great Gatsby. Son of a bitch. This is a terrible episode. Let's quit it. Yay, let's do it. Nick. So in The Great Gatsby, uh, the copyright ran out because that was written in the 20s, I guess. So yeah, I don't know. I forget. Is it 75 years? It's not 100 years, right, for the books? Yeah, I think. It, 75. Yeah, I think it's supposed to well, it's it's. After, it's supposed to be sometime after like the author's dead. 75 years after they're dead. I think so, yeah. Maybe that's it. Well, I guess he's been dead for 75 years. Uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald, that is. So The Great Gatsby, uh, since it's in the public domain, well, see, how does that work? Because then people can sell books, but then you can't read it for free online. But anyway, we're getting besides the point. So like The Great Gatsby, there's that book, I think it's called Nick, and it's supposed to be about the guy who's telling the Great Gatsby story in the first novel, and I don't know anything about this book, I didn't look into it, but it's essentially it would be fan fiction, because it's just like a guy who liked the book, wrote a book, uh, like a sequel to it or something, but you're gonna get that now, like Lord of the Rings, pretty soon that's gonna, the copyright's gonna fall off of that, and then fans can just start unleashing their fucking fan fiction for Lord of the Rings you know, galore. I, the first one's going to be The Hobbit. Uh, that's what's going to come up is The Hobbit. And people will be able to write in The Hobbit universe. And But it's very specific, though, because there's things in The Hobbit that are in The Lord of the Rings, which came out later, so you wouldn't be able to talk about those things. And it gets very muddy. But at some point, all of The Lord of the Rings lore will be available for people to write stories on. How do you feel about that? Being able to write a full novel and get published and it's somebody else's original work, and you're just telling your like your own story in that universe. Well, I don't know, and see, and that's the thing though with like, like copyright laws and stuff like that are like changing so much now. Yeah. Because like as I you know I was joking earlier, well Disney, uh, like, uh, Mickey Mouse's thing should have been out years ago, way long ago, way long ago. But they like they grease the wheels and get the laws changed and stuff like that, like. Because technically soon, 
like Superman's copyright should be should co- already be up, right? Should be coming up, yeah. But same with Batman, right? Yeah, because all those came out like in the mid to late thirties, you know. So yeah, they're closing in on a hundred years, you know. Well, but- like the H.P. Lovecraft stuff is already out, so people have been writing Cthulhu things, and I think Winnie the Pooh, I think they said it was. Also fell at the same time that the HP like Cthulhu mythos fell off. Oh yeah. So people have been doing uh like comics and stuff of mixing of both of them together, like Cthulhu and Winnie the Pooh. And I'm like, what the fuck? See, and then like, because I think it really matters on like who has previous, who like who was hurting that copyright, like because I don't know who puts out like all those different like collections of like HP Lovecraft. But, like, if there was, like, a, am sure if there was, like, a big publishing house that had the rights to that, yeah. I'm sure they would have been able to figure out a way to hold on to those or whatever. Make, like, you know what Maybe I mean? Maybe they have to deem them of a certain value to do that. Maybe. But to get to your actual question, I, I don't... The selling it is what kind of gets me. Like, you know what I mean? If you're just, like... Fan fiction for fun's one thing, but yeah, making like, a profit like that... Great Gatsby yeah. sequel. Like if you're just if you're just writing something for the practice and maybe want to put it out there just to see, you know, just to mm. get like, you know, reactions from people, you know, just, you know, try to get some feedback. But yeah, but if you're actually like publishing and selling copies, but then it's like also does that mean that you can't ever do any kind of Dracula books? Like, you know mm. what I mean? Or, you know, or you can do vampire books, but you can't have Dracula. Or can you, you know, you can have, you can have like werewolf books, but you can't, I like, I don't know, like, where's that line draw, you know? Well, how would you feel if somebody um, started writing in the Dark Tower universe? Like, just say Stephen King's thing falls off and there's, you know, he's been dead for however long and people start writing their own story. You're, for some reason you're around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, they yeah. start writing their own stories set in the universe and selling them from through major publishers. They haven't found a way to save Stephen King. Yeah. But I'm still <laughs> You're still here. You got saved somehow. Oh, that'd be rough. Like, But what if they're very well done? That would be the thing. If it all would be forgiven if it's good. Well, here's where I stand. Normally, my knee-jerk reaction is to go, no, fuck that. That's somebody else's creation. Leave it alone. You don't need to be... Fuck- if you want to write it for your own fun, okay. But if you're going to make a profit off of somebody else's work, eat a dick. But then I break it down further. Okay, H.P. Lovecraft stuff is the best example, in my opinion, because like the Cthulhu mythos and all that stuff is very dense and complex, and the ideas are super cool, and the execution, at least in our opinions, not so great. So somebody can take those and make them yeah. newer, fresher, and better. I would probably be more willing to read those than go back and reread the H.P. Lovecraft original mm-hmm. ones. If you look at like the Conan stories, those are really fun, but I don't mind when other people write Conan stories. Is it just because it's pulp stuff? I don't know. Um, James Bond. Uh, Ian Fleming's James Bond. It's like, oh, that's his creation. But at the same time, there's books, I think, that were uh, written by other people. And I'm like, I I don't really care. It's just James Bond. It's fun. Same with, like, the movies. You know, different directors make the James Bond movies. You don't get mad that, you know, it's not somebody, just one director for all of them. Yeah, it's something, like, with those kind of characters to where they're open to, like, you know, because there's been multiple, like, like you were saying, Conan, they were... Back in like the 70s and 80s, Marvel was putting out Conan comics and then they went to Dark Horse for the longest time and now they're back, you know, they're back at Marvel again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and they all have uh, are either telling like the tales of, you know, retelling the original stories or 
putting in their own stuff in the you know in that universe so yeah it's a very tricky question and it you know it's it's a very gray area then too because then it's like then who's owning the rights like you mm-hmm. know what i mean if somebody else is you know it's like then you you you're dealing with the states of people yeah who love, of the person that they probably never even met before you well know? like the tolkien estate like i said about the uh like the lord of the Rings stuff certain things fall off uh most of them are still later but i, I said i think the hobbit comes first uh, but they they have that Amazon series coming out, but a lot of that is just like going to be original because they're not able to use the stuff from Lord of the Rings yet. They're not well, able to do and, the and, Silmarillion. Yeah, and it's a prequel, so right? yeah, so they're just like they're allowed to use the universe because that uh came you know that fell off like that the copyrights and stuff for that is off. But that's just the universe. But some of the characters, you know, they have to be proven to be from an earlier time. Uh, I think the uh, like Lady Galadriel, I think she, I'm pretty sure she was in The Hobbit. She's been throughout the lore, but she's like one of the original. So I think she can be used in the show, but like say like an Aragorn from Lord of the Rings or Frodo, they can't be, uh, even if they wanted to. So like a lot of people get mad. It's like, oh, well, they're going to mess it up because they're going to do all this stuff and create their own original story, but still use some of the old, it's almost like a fan fiction. But then if you think about it, like the world Tolkien created was so expansive and he wrote it as if it was the history of Middle Earth and the history of um, that world that in that universe he created. But why can't somebody tell a story about one of the lands that's not mentioned in those stories? Because he talks, I think, like, like the Far East or like there's different places that he doesn't discuss because it's only the history of the one area, like Middle yeah, Earth. Yeah, I'm sure that they don't hit every area on whatever that planet or like you know yeah. what I so mean? like if somebody just... wanted to create a whole race that doesn't exist in his work because it's just not shown and the history of that was never told so, i mean you could do that and i really don't see why that would be a problem it just comes down like for me it would just come down as like well i really like the way tolkien writes and the way he tells his stories um so i might not want to give that a chance because it's not him yeah so yeah you're the one to ask with you in the middle of your uh you know your tolkien trip you know yeah if, you know if how you'd feel about them you know just people so you come from the comic book world initially so you're used to people rehashing old uh-huh. characters and ideas over and over and over ad nauseum you're used to there being 50 different you know, fucking Spider-Man stories a year and all this stuff like this. That's not really a big deal because it's always a different writer, uh, you know, coming up with different ideas for that character. But when you go into like the more established stuff, like we, we go back to Stephen King. So if somebody wrote Pet Cemetery 2, same, it, it was literally none of the same characters because, you know, they're all dead and stuff. Uh, just just the cemetery. That would be the only thing. Like the cemetery in the town. It had to be like a new family. And but everything. yeah, new family, new story, new circumstances, everything. It just that's maybe even different time period. Could be modern. Could be fucking hundred. You could Ooh, be the origin of the cemetery. That would be nice. See, so you wouldn't that be upset. Would, yeah. Well, I mean, again, it depends on the quality. But yeah, that's a decent. That's a that's a good idea. There. So somebody did a pet cemetery too, but it was the origin of the cemetery, and maybe they, you know. Every other chapter alternates to a modern time with a family living with, you know, dealing with the cemetery and the fucking things that come out of it. And then the original Wendigos and shit that, you know, Stephen King wrote about. Then you're like, well, is that a bad idea or is that a good idea? If they do it very well. And then what if we just go like the real modern way and just get like a really popular writer to do it? Like somebody who's a step, like a Neil Gaiman type, like somebody who's really good already. That if you told me like, hey, Pet Cemetery 2. But Joe Hill's right in it. 
Okay. Shut up. Take my money. Like you know, it's it's Pet Cemetery Two, Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. Fucking Joe Hill writing it. You'd be down. I'd be down. Owen King. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'd read it, but it, it, it pop- you'd read it with the fucking eyebrow up, like <laughs> mm, the whole time. It's interesting just to think about how these properties affect you, but then at the same time, if it's a really cool idea, you're almost just like, yeah, no, it's fine if somebody uses them. But what would be the circumstances where you just your fist is down, your foot stomped, you're not gonna like nobody could fucking touch this property. You're not gonna let them. This character remains that character. Like you, no fan fiction, no reimagining. I want this copyright to last. Eight million years. Oh, I don't. Hmm. It would have to be something so well done that you don't want anybody to even possibly risk fucking it up. Oh. Now, the, if you go classic literature wise, yeah. that's easy. Like you can't have somebody just write a Huckleberry Finn story. Yeah, Huckleberry Two. Yeah, or war. You know, War and Peace Two, or anything. You know, any of the classics. Just because, like Frankenstein, he's a great example because he's been reimagined a million times. But at the same time. You're not going to just have a Frankenstein 2 that's just the direct sequel of the original Frankenstein and people are just going to be like, yeah, that's cool, even though it's been so long and we have the movies and we're kind of desensitized to them reimagining the character. You might still get kind of pissed off if somebody did that, I think. I can't, God, I can't remember what I was listening to uh, a newer episode of the King cast and they had uh, the guests on. Oh, wait, no, it didn't matter what the guests, but they, they had like an ad. And oh, this like I forget what it's called, but somebody is either doing like re like a reimagining of the Telltale Heart, or like a sequel to the Telltale Heart, mm. something like that. I can't remember the name of it off by my head, but I I, I remember hearing that. And I was like, ooh, I wonder what Caleb feels about that. And it's supposed to be coming out soon. Oh, I don't know how I feel about that. <sighs> That mainly is not the story, because the story is pretty simplistic, actually. It's the writing style. Either you're going to try to replicate the writing style and just be a gross mockery of it, or you're going to do it in your own style, and then you're not going to even compare it to Edgar Allan Poe. So it's almost like, you know, somebody did a sequel to The Raven. Yeah. Why would you even attempt it? Well, yeah, like, <laughs> there's no good that can come out of that. That's just too much of a, too much of a bar. Yeah, um, you know what is uh like it can be like a little side topic of like, and we've talked about this before, but like um authors that have done series and like have either like passed away or whatever, or haven't finished like them. Frank Herbert, yeah, Dune, yeah, his son ended up taking over now because he wrote the first six, right? Herbert, yeah. Did he tell like? Do we know like? Did he have plans for a seventh one after that? Was he able to get the majority of his like stuff in that in those six? That I don't know. Because I know you've only read the first one, right? Yeah, so I'm I couldn't tell you that, but I do know like just going back to Lord of the Rings, like the Silmarillion, a lo- like that book was not out before Tolkien died. His son Christopher like edited it and put it together and added some things, and so it's that's interesting because then it's like it's. I mean, it's mostly the original creator's ideas, but at the same time, it had to be helped along to get to the finish. Um, a poor example of that would be Harper Lee's second novel, the sequel to To Kill a Mockingbird. She was, um, I forget the name of that book, but she was like pr- pretty much on her deathbed. It was like in 2015 or something. Mm. And 
people kind of think, or I don't know if it was like an editor or whoever was there, like kind of forced her to put this book together and put it out. And what it was was really just like the shitty rough draft of the original To Kill a Mockingbird that they reworked well, to make it a sequel. It's probably a lot like whenever we um, read um, King Arthur from um, Steinbeck. Steinbeck. That, it wasn't finished. Yeah, it wasn't a complete finished work. Um, which we really think were a lot of our issues mm-hmm. from that, you know, came came from that. To go back to the kill, the kill Mockingbird sequel, that's also kind of strange because like that's a long time in between, you know, oh, like sixty, seventy years. Or yeah, something. you know, when did that I book mean? come out in the fifties? Maybe something like that. Yeah. Let's just say mo- a nice round number. Say it came out in nineteen fifty, and it didn't come out until well. The movie 20. was black and white. Yeah, it, it, that gives you, you know. So we're looking at like seventy years before that sequel came. Like, why? <laughs> and how old was she when that came out? Oh man, my math max are correct. That's at the minimum, I would say sixty years. Uh, that's ridiculous. Now, did you ever finish uh, Hitchhiker's Guide? I only read the first and second one. The third oh. volume, I think I gave up halfway through. I don't know when uh, Douglas Adams died. Uh, during I the think ma- it was like the last one, right? Because is there four, four or five? I don't remember. Uh, those are weird though too, because I think like mainly they start out on radio, so it's not like you're ever getting the original mm. story from the novels, right? I'm probably shittily remembering that, but uh, from my, from what I think they start out as like a radio show he did, and then they kind of moved to novels, and I don't know. Fun fact, Ashley, if you if you're listening, you fuck. Uh, I think he was the one who told me that he hates them. It's the Hitchhiker's Guide. Have I been drinking? Maybe. He doesn't seem like a very like sci-fi kind of guy. I don't know. Off the top of my head, I can't remember any sci-fi books he read. He's been reading a lot of like horror stuff lately, and he likes classic lit, but I don't know if he's a big sci-fi guy. We'll have to have that discussion with him sometime. Going back to the... like. Properties that you do not want reimagined. You do not want that copyright to fall off and people to work on because it will just piss you off so much. I I'm really struggling to think of something though that would offend because I'm always from the camp like because people talk about reboots and stuff and it's like the original still exists. Mm-hmm. As long as the original still exists, does it really matter? Like how bad are they gonna fuck up your? I guess if they made like Indiana Jones come out as a Nazi killing Jews, like then maybe I'd be like, oh, fuck Indiana Jones. Yeah. Like that might taint your original view of them if you know that's where a story ends. But at the same time, I don't think uh, I don't think too many people are willing to do that, like ruin the character. Uh, because like people like the Dragon Ball Evolution ruin your love for Dragon Ball Z. No, no, not at all. Did GT fuck up your love for Dragon Ball's franchise? No, it, just, no. Yeah, it wasn't that good. It just it made you appreciate whenever you did see good. You know, good. So whenever mm. Super and the movies did start to come back, it was just like, ah, this is this is what we needed. I feel like we're the wrong guys to do this episode because we don't have strong feelings for uh, reimaginings and reboots and things like that. Like we just, you know, let people be creative, and yeah. if they use somebody's idea, you know, as long as it's obviously credited and everything, uh, and the estate gets whatever money comes from it, I don't, we don't have a problem. But a lot of people like. You see this with the reboot movies and stuff. They just have very strong opinions. They're doing a Princess Bride 2? What the yeah, fuck? Right, yeah. you, you fucking can't! Bloody! You fucking whore! And I'm just like, I. that's one of my favorite movies. I really like the book. I have very strong feelings toward it. But if they did an awful version starring fucking, you know, Kevin Hart, like, I'm just not going to watch it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's or you, all. Or you, might just, you might watch it one time just to be like, Jesus Christ. Wow. But then just, like, you know, let it be. Yeah. Uh, 
Shaq is Fezzik. Oh, what? I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, so I, I don't have strong opinions, really, though. Uh, I did when I was young. I'll say when I'm in my 20s, if they were going to do a Princess Bride remake, I would be very pissed off. Well, those or are... a direct sequel. That was where I think it would be more shitty than the remake. Because the remake, because they do have a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Friday 13th, a bunch of horror franchises I like. Like, the reboots are shitty usually, but I think it's the direct sequel they make that will usually kind of piss you off just because, like, you took the original story and you soiled it. <laughs> you sullied the original creator's idea of this story and you made it dumb. So when they do Princess Bride 2 where, like, Wesley comes out and now he's old and, you know, he's not saving the day anymore and it's depressing. Like, I don't want to see that. So basically you're just kind of like the last three Star Wars movies. Yeah. Where, like, all your heroes are just now old and, and decrepit. And dying and, yeah. Hey, let's shoot Han Solo. Mm-hmm. Or did he get stabbed? He got stabbed. I did watch The Force Awakens. Was that the name of it? The, the first one? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, hey, this isn't that bad. Um, oh, but it's just it, it's just the new hope. It is. It, but but it, see, the thing is, I, and I even before I watched that movie, I was like, you know what? Like, I, I'm doing Lord of the Rings, and I was like, I'm going to go back. Because I haven't watched those movies since I was a kid. I'm gonna go back on the Star Wars train. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna watch these original, tr- this original trilogy, and then I'm gonna watch the new ones, and then I could properly judge. And I don't even think I got to the third one. I was like, these are fucking boring. <laughs> I hate these. These are garbage, just like I remember them being garbage. They have all the elements of what I should like in a movie: fantasy, space, western with swords, and I didn't like any of it. Well, that's why, like, I don't understand. Sister, the- fuck it. That's why I don't understand, like, a lot of like the Star Wars hate, where it's like, you know, Lucas had no idea what he was doing in the beginning. He just ripped off Dune and a couple other franchises, and, I think. And just like they, none of this was planned, you know what I mean? Like as you just said, you know they. Yeah, people act like he's some mastermind genius mm-hmm. who went and like had this like, advanced knowledge. Like, oh, this is how the future of this franchise is gonna. Go. And then obviously it just fucking toilet right to the toilet. I I mean I think Lucas is. I don't want to say he's overrated, but like other than like what like American American Graffiti. What has and, he done? Yeah, yeah. Like, what other stuff has he done outside of Star Wars? Other than, I mean, like production wise, like you know, like he's done, you know, he has like a production company that would do like special, you know, effects and stuff for other movies. But like him directing and writing, that's why like the original three, yeah, they weren't great, but they were definitely better than the prequels because like he, like you know, you had uh, Spielberg and them writing and directing those ones, and yeah. like those, the prequels are all Lucas. All, all terrible, too. Yeah. So, I don't know. What, to just uh, turn it here on, um, you know, on its head a little bit, what's, like, a like a series or, like, a, like something that you really like that you would want, like, a sequel to? I always am of the, because I think about this with movies, and I think actually most people agree. Take a movie like Highlander, or I don't know if I talked about it on air, but I recently watched the original Highlander, which I haven't seen since I was a kid, and it was worse than I remember <laughs> But the idea was cool. Oh, yeah. And people have this nostalgic view of that movie like it's great, but it's not. It's terrible, but the editing and cinematography is really good. Uh, the characters and the <laughs> the actors are fucking mostly terrible. The guy who plays the uh, Clancy Brown who plays the Kirkens great, but everyone else kind of sucks. Even Sean Connery because he's playing a Spaniard, but he's very Scottish. And the Scottish guy has a French accent. Um, it's fucking stupid. I don't know why they put that cast together. But anyway, take like bad properties that might have like a cult following or just a good idea and redo them better. 
Uh, and you get this a lot with earlier movies. Um, think of the original The Thing. They John Carpenter did the thing in the eighties. That's not the original version. No, no. The original thing, it's not that good. It's like a fifties movie. It's black and white. I watched it. It wasn't that good. But then the remake that uh John Carpenter did is amazing. One of the best movies ever. But then they did a remake of that one well, no, with CGI it, and it was awful. No, wasn't that a prequel? Maybe. I, I don't thought, remember. Because like because, like, you know how there was the group there before them? Mm-hmm. That's what I thought that that was. And I was like, well, that's kind of dumb because we know that those fuckers die. Yeah, so how, how are you going to make this an interesting story when you know the outcome? Yeah, so you could take bad properties and make them good. So, you know, what would we do book-wise? Because um, people have also been talking about rebooting Harry Potter without J.K. Rowling, which I don't know how that works. But, I mean, I never read Harry Potter, but I could be like, okay, well, because like I think in the books like he ages, so like I yeah. think by the end of that series like he's at least a young adult. Mm. So it's like, are you gonna do like his kids, or are you gonna literally just continue reta- the story, or like maybe? are you gonna literally like retell? That'd like, be shitty if you just retold the story. Like, you know, I mean, you just go again to Harry Potter being in, being underneath the stairs, getting a magical feather or whatever it was, you know, that from the owl or whatever. Well, here's a good example: the crow, because I think they just got Bill Skarsgård is gonna play the crow, right? Yeah, the fourth is like the eighth time they've tried to yeah. pick that property off. Because the they guy. had Jason Momoa, and now now they got Skarsgård. He was too big. I mean, he looked cool. I saw what he looked like with the paint and stuff, but he was just too big. Yeah, the crow's supposed to be kind of like not scrawny, but like gangly. You know, he's like uh like Solomon Kane. He's lean like muscle, the, wiry like, muscle. Like that, the Skarsgård guy. Though, Scar- yeah, he's. I think though he might be a little too tall. Maybe. But still, like he, I'd rather have that because that almost kind of give him like a Slenderman kind of yeah. look. But people, again, they look at the the original Crow movie with uh, Brandon Lee, and they have this nostalgic view, like it was a great movie. It's not that good, and I'm a big Crow fan, yeah. and I like Brandon. I like Brandon Lee as the Crow, but just the movie itself, it's very aged. Like the original Spawn with, um, oh yeah, uh, Michael Jai White. Yep. Great idea. I lo- love the casting. It was done very cool. It just hasn't aged well because of, you know, the graphics and everything. Uh, so I, for like movies like that, I have no problem if they want to redo them. Uh, maybe not tell the exact same story. Uh, that That's where you kind of come in with the problem because there's a lot of crow stories. You don't have to just tell the origin mm-hmm. over and over. I mean, there probably will because it's been so long. But like the Spawn, like do you really have to have another Spawn origin movie? Uh, probably not. I, I know. I, I don't know. I think with the how... Again, maybe because it's been so long. It's been and, so long. But they're talking about making one where it's just the detectives. Yeah. I mean, which I'll be down with a Sam and Twitch. But that's like a theory. unique version, yeah. unique take on it. So I'm I'm fine with that. But go, I'm trying to think about books. So like, what would be a book property that you uh, wouldn't mind them redoing? Redoing? Yeah, or like either having a sequel to or reimagining or, you know, like what you said, they're just doing it over again well, some way or another. Like newer books, I... I would I would love like a stand two, stand two electric boogaloo. Yes, I would love just Stephen King to jump back into that world because like he could. It even, doesn't even have to be the same characters, right? You, you just have somebody else in this world. Well, we'll see. Oh, let's see that, and that's the perfect way how the book ends too. Mm. It's like it leaves it open for you know, but even but I mean even if too like because they could almost do it in real time and like. I mean, now some of those characters would probably be dead because they was older, but you mm. could, like, it's like society being rebuilt again. Like, you know what I mean? You had yeah. you had the battle for good and evil, and now 
we get to see what happens after that. And of course, you're going to have to have some evil come back because, you know, you need something to happen, you know. Right. You can't do another thousand page book and just be like, oh, and then there, here's the well. And, you know, mm. we got the schools over there. But um, uh, I don't know. Moby Dick. Oh, you want a, you want a new Moby Dick? I want a new Dick bad. You know what I want redone and streamlined? And streamlined? Made, and, 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 you know, cleaned up? Blood Meridian. Uh, I was gonna bring that up, but I don't. I don't know how you would do that. Just get an editor. Take <laughs> <laughs> go through it, and... and the quotations go here, here, here. Maybe uh, put a period here. Maybe break this huge chunk off into <laughs> like three paragraphs. Let's uh, move it along a little bit. Speed it up, fuckface. I don't know. Like I said, like the H.P. Lovecraft stuff. I don't have a problem with people redoing those. Uh, circling background, like the copyright stuff. If people want to tell these stories in their own way, I would rather you just like, use the world, like we said with Pet Cemetery. You could use the cemetery in the world that Stephen King curated, but don't tell the story of Gage again. And... Well, again, I'm going to look at all the Pet Cemetery movies, all the Children of the Corn movies. Yeah. Most of them are not that good, but that does, you know, that yeah. doesn't mean that you shouldn't try it. Lord of the Rings, you can tell stories in that world. You don't need the characters. You can create your own characters. Uh, because at least that way it would separate it, too. Because that's one thing is I always thought if I ever made it as a writer and somebody... Like, comics are different, but if you wanted to do, like, a Conan novel, somebody's like, hey, you want to do a Conan novel, a James Bond novel, a Cthulhu novel, I'd be like, Ugh. like, the world, like the Hyperbian Age of Conan, that would be cool. Do the spy world of, you know, Cold War era James Bond. That'd be cool. Cthulhu crazy mytho world. That's cool. But to use the characters, like if I have to actually write James Bond, I have to write Conan, I have to write Cthulhu. I don't know if I'd want to do that. So that's what I did because like, I think that like to do that or, you know, I always talk about like being comics because like the majority of the work's done already. Yeah. You know, you got Spider-Man's, Peter Parker. You don't need origins or anything. Yeah, you know, all you got to do is you just got to come up with something. You got to try to come up with a new take or a new, like, you know, a different spin on something or Mm. or come up with, like, a new character, you know, one new character, like a new bad guy or or something like that. You know what I mean? Let's say just for funsies, uh, what if somebody wanted you to write a prequel to The Shining? Jack Torrance. And... Well, see, the prequel to The Shining, that would have to just be the hotel and all the things that happened. You know what I mean? No, it would be Jack Torrance. You have to write about him as a teacher and his drinking and everything that leads up to The Shining. But see, like, I don't know if that's enough there for, you know. You, I mean? you're, you're tasked with doing it. you got to create it. Ooh. Yeah, see, because like, I, don't, I don't know what you, because like. Okay, here's a better one. It. You got you to write about Pennywise as a prequel to the movie It. So Pennywise in the 30s, 40s, whatever. Yeah, that that could be interesting. I, I, I like that idea. You wouldn't be worried about fucking it up? Oh, I would be tremendously worried about fucking it up. See, that's where I always think. Like, if you're writing an established character or, you know, in a franchise or just a universe that people love, like the Harry Potter universe, I'd be so worried people would be like, it's not as good as Stephen King's version. Or like, he got that wrong. It should have been called this and not that. Well, she might be a dirty see you next Tuesday, but I feel like J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter was written a little better than this. 
I don't know. Ron Weasley's hair wasn't puby like <laughs> it is now in this guy's book. CJ Le- Leaky Britches. Why is he always writing about everything being puby and musty? <laughs> Harry Potter reimagined with erotica. <laughs> oh, I'm sure that's out there, unfortunately. Lots of want. Yeah, that's a, that's a whole other thing we talk about one day is uh, the erotic versions of things. Um, so to wrap up, I don't I don't really care if people want to take properties anymore. As as I get older, um, I find myself not caring about anything. <laughs> like the things people fucking get upset about is just like a joke to me anymore. Anything well, that deals with pro- like things that they personally haven't created. Okay, wait, because I always like to never end what I'm supposed to. Yeah. How would you feel if you created a very popular character and then? other people started writing stories for that character and getting paid for it. Like, Dude. say, comics would be a good example because that way it would be legal, okay? So you wrote for Marvel, you created a character, it became a mega hit, but then other writers came in and started writing shitty stories. Uh, and they didn't want you to do it anymore. Like, Alan Moore, like, you just had, like, a legal dispute. You couldn't fucking get involved anymore. Uh, I wouldn't get so mad if they were writing shitty stories because I feel like that would just make my story sto- better, seem better. shine, you know, a little bit more. My feeling would be like if I came up with like if I came up with these like characters, and I actually owned them and I had like a piece like you know like if I didn't yeah. like something for Marvel and it's like I make something for Marvel and they can do whatever with it and I don't get a you know a dime from it. But if it's a creator-owned project, yeah, and you maybe you did license it out for people to use and you get a royalty or something yeah, from it. I, yeah, I have no problem with that as long as, as long, like if you're getting paid for it, as long as I'm getting mine along with it. You know what I mean? What if you created a character that? Like uh, Rob Liefeld did Deadpool, but then other writers came along and made that character popular, more popular than you ever did. I just like, look at how awesome my character is. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. I <laughs> guess it doesn't really matter. Uh, so anyway, folks, if you want to check out our original characters, we got some? I don't think so. Uh, go to drunkenpenwriting.com. You can always read our fiction. We got a bunch of stuff on there. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter where we... Post spicy memes still. Uh, mm-hmm. Drunk pen writing and Instagram, Facebook at drunk pen writing. And again, if you have questions, please send them in or topics you want things you want us to talk about. So we don't ramble like assholes like we did on this episode, which is clearly a DBS episode now. For like 50 couple minutes. 50 couple minutes. Well, I'm not sure how long you're going to go for. Like 50 it, plus minutes. I don't know. It might not after I edit it, might after I cut out the whole middle part, it might not be that bad. Also, if you want to be kind, I guess you could like give us a review on. I don't even know if iTunes is still a thing. Apple Podcasts. I don't. I don't keep up with the fucking shit. I just post the content. With, with everybody buying everything, it's hard to tell anymore. Yeah, Elon Musk buying Twitter and all that shit. I'm just like, you know what? I don't even want to be on the internet anymore. That that's a that's an off the podcast <laughs> uh, conversation. That is a to. podcast for a different day. That's the secret podcast. That's the Patreon-only podcast. And guess what? We don't have a Patreon. Also, if you want to uh, see Spencer shoot snot, you go to his OnlyFans. Uh, what were you? The Sicily- Sicilian snot shooter. Yes. I don't like that noise you made. Don't ever do that again. Thank you for listening. Check you next time.